Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a really awesome guest on the podcast today. Her name is Libby Wilson. She is an MD, Dr. Libby, and she's the owner of Best Life Functional Medicine. She works with two different types of groups of patients, men and women 40 and older, who are trying to take, you know, take better care of themselves, um, really just trying to be a healthier version of themselves and really feel good in their older ages because you're not supposed to feel shitty. And then the other, other group of patients, they are patients of all ages who aren't finding answers to their problems in conventional medicine. She helps them figure out what's wrong and together they create a plan to fix it. She has spent 15 years as a family doctor prior to starting her functional medicine practice. While her conventional background provides a good knowledge base, she now combines her functional medicine training and her life coach skills to get to the root cause of what people, of what keeps people from feeling vibrant and optimally healthy. She partners with patients to identify imbalances and find solutions through her one-on-one care, online program, and now her best-selling book, The Path of Intention. Five Habits to Optimize Your Health and Create a Life You Love. Welcome welcome back to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina and Devin. And we have a special guest on. We have Dr. Libby Wilson, and she is the owner of Best Life Functional Medicine. And we're here... I mean, we're talking, we're talking adrenal fatigue. We're talking hormones. We're talking yeah. whole kit and caboodle gut. I really want to talk about the gut because I feel like that topic in and of itself for a while now has become like a, a trendy thing. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I mean, I should yeah. be asking you, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, think right. I think it's become trendy, but I think we need to ask you doctor if yeah. it's if it's worthy of the trend oh no i, I I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bullshit i'm just saying that um yeah. no, no, it I, might be I, oh. you know me oh yeah you are you are <laughs> i know you're not yeah. i'm yeah. asking for myself she's skeptical <laughs> yeah you know it's interesting i definitely think it's worthy of the trend um gut issues are what kind of got me into functional medicine to begin with because oh, i that, was a go I ahead say, in that case right now just give us the whole give us the spiel Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I was a conventionally trained doctor. I was a family doctor for almost 20 years. And, um, you know, I went to medical school thinking I was going to learn how to help people be healthy. And I went through all these years of training, you know, like four years of college, four years of med school, three years of residency. And I get out and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know how to help people be healthy. Like that's not (laughs) what they taught me. (laughs) Like they, they taught me really well how to like, label problems as diseases and assign prescription medicines to those problems. I was a master at that. And so that's what I did. You know, this was like my life. And it wasn't until my daughter started having some gut issues that I couldn't solve as a family doctor that I found functional medicine. So, you know, long story short, she was having stomach issues. I treated her for a while. It didn't really work. I took her to see a family doctor. It didn't really work. We saw a specialist, no answers. And I'm like, there's gotta be something going on, you know? Um, And there was, but it wasn't until I started looking deeper at the root causes and looking from a functional approach that I found the answers. And I, I found them pretty quick and easily. I mean, what happens in your gut is really huge with your overall health. And it really impacts us in lots and lots and lots of different ways. And in my conventional training, I mean, my tools were just very limited about what I could do about that. Um, but now I do comprehensive stool testing with almost all of my patients. And I'll tell you what, I don't think I've ever done a test that's been normal. 
Really? You know, there's just, yeah, there's so much. I mean, we look at all the bacteria in the gut. There's, there's a whole bunch of good bacteria that should be living there. Like think probiotics, you know, but then there's also a lot of bad bacteria that are living there. And it's kind of like a war going on between the good gut bacteria and the bad gut bacteria, the stronger you're. I think I've felt that war before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. And it's causing all kinds of problems. I mean, it can cause like overt gut problems that, you know, you're, you're feeling it in your gut, but it can cause other things too. I mean, it can cause skin issues. It can cause inflammatory issues in our joints. I mean, what happens in the gut doesn't stay in the gut. It it really is manifesting um, everywhere else. It really does. It really does. And I know so much more about the gut now as a functional doctor than I did as a family doctor, but I think even in functional medicine, we're just sort of scraping the surface of what is to be known about the gut. Like, I think we know a lot, but I think it's, I think there's still probably, I think in the next five years or so, we'll learn even more about all these gut bacteria that are there. So I guess two things, like one, I would love to know how you feel about this question or question I have. And then, um, I guess if someone's wondering this as well at home. So Mm -hmm. when I said it's trendy, it's because it is, and it is a good Mm -hmm. trend. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I won't, I can t- talk about it later, but I have done a three-day fecal sample test. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. that was interesting. And I learned a yeah. lot. My doctor, you know, we learned a lot. Um, but people out there, like you go, like, we know we need, you get on the trend, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I need oh, my stomach. Oh, I need probiotic. Oh, I need prebiotic. Oh, I need these things. And you go to like a health food store and there's just so many different, I would say, this is an assumption and I would love for you to clear this up for me. I assume mm-hmm. when you look in like the fridge section, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many options. There's like the little different shots. There's the little yogurts. There's like all these different things. Yeah. And I almost wonder if some of the, like the best stuff you could be using isn't being glamorized like that. It's something that might be a little bit easier to, to find. And I don't know because the reason I, uh, it's not a bad thing, but it's more, it makes it more confusing to navigate through the world of, you know, Mm -hmm. those helpful, you know, um, probiotics, prebiotics, et cetera, is there's constantly something new coming out. And if I can compare it to other industries, most of it might be bullshit or just not quite doing the job that you'd think it's doing the job because the price you're paying, but there's nobody regulating it. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is. I'll tell you what's cool, but also not cool about the world today is like information out there. I mean, so we're not at a lack of information. I mean, you can Google anything and get, and I love it, but then it can be a little overwhelming. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll tell you this too, the supplement industry, and I take a lot of supplements. I prescribe a lot of supplements, all of that. I believe in them, but it's, it's, it's the wild West. I mean, there is like, so I think the key is you have to, have someone that you trust to guide you because, you know, I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, you know, people make money off of these things. And so it's, you know, everybody and their brothers got supplements and different things that you can take. And it's hard to know what's good and what's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got, you know? because that's the push, right? I mean, like you look at the pharmaceutical companies and you're like, it's a gazillion dollar industry. Well, so is the supplement business. Absolutely. Right. And I don't think, Absolutely. I don't think really think about that. Yeah, well, Exactly. A lot of people, also another assumption, and I don't, this does not go for everybody, but I could say an overarching theme is, you know, there are people that go into the supplement industry or wanting to make some sort of, you know, health, healthy, some sort of supplement to make you feel better. And that's their goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Money does weird shit to people, you know, Mm -hmm. so you start getting in there and, and I mean, we know you guys, me and Gina and Devin, even just from like getting in the clothing industry or the skincare industry it's all about profit margins and like mm-hmm. it takes a lot to build something new. And so when you're investing, investing and you go to a manufacturing facility, which I have toured, uh, three of them now mm-hmm. and they've got, they've got a, a cheaper option that does the same thing for so many ingredients. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's how they're able to bring that price down. And then they, you know, they can make a better profit except for the fact that it turns out all those you know, it's the same thing, different, uh, you know, different ingredient, cheaper. It's right. actually nothing that you want to be supplementing with. Right. 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 I, I think this too. Like, and then, you know, some are more expensive than others. Um, but you know, what's the most expensive supplement that you'll ever buy is one that's crap and doesn't work at all. 
Yep. You know, so it's like, you know, $15 versus $30, but it does absolutely nothing. That's like yeah. 15 wasted dollars, mm-hmm. you know, right. a red flag I look at. I mean, first of all, I, I could literally, we all could do this. I could have a little garden in my backyard and grow some herbs and crush them up and put them in a capsule and say like, this is Dr. Libby's new supplement that's going to like make you 10 years younger. And I could start selling it like that. You know I mean? Please, there's, please do. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing I really have to prove now. Like the FDA does get involved if like complaints are being made or, you know, so then they start to look at it like, but not, not before that, you know? And um, so you got to, as a consumer, it's really hard to know if you're getting something good. There are regulatory standards for some supplement companies that they choose to undergo. Um, it's called the NSF, um, National Sanitation Foundation. They can be, reg- they can choose to be regulated by them. Um, and then also, are they adhering to good manufacturing processes? Um, and those are things to look for in a high quality supplement. Another thing that I look for, um, like the, and this isn't always a bad thing, but oftentimes the word proprietary blend oh, just means a whole bunch of crap. Bunch you know, of I mean, like buzzword. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it's I mean, like, you oh, know, this'll, this'll get them. This'll get them. What else do we like, have in here? We can, it's like the whole kitchen sink or whatever, yeah. everything, but everything, but the kitchen sink. Exactly. Like, like, like rat crap yeah. <laughs> from the warehouse. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, what if it is like, you know, got toxins and heavy metals and all that in it. You're like improving your gut, but you're, you know, but you're also increasing your toxic burden by taking all of these things because it wasn't clean, you know, wasn't done in a clean way. And so it is really challenging. And I've, I've had to learn a lot about that over the last few years as I've transitioned to my practice, but um, it is, it's, it's hard. And, you know, and I think also, I think what's hard about supplements in general is, you know, what's a good one, like what's a good brand to take. And then like, there's so many different things you could take, right? I mean, yes. fish oil, probiotic, multivitamin, magnesium, vitamin D, you know, you can't forget the, I mean, there's just, you, you could be on like 25 different things pretty easily from looking on the internet and seeing all these different things that you need. And it can it get to be a lot. So. And, and, you know, with all the, man, big, the big new like red the, you know, tidal wave of fitness influencers you know, who knows? I mean, I, I stand behind this. I feel like a big majority of them, um, actually have no right to be coaching people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because food and exercise is medicine, you know, Absolutely. And if you really don't understand certain things, like you really could be doing more harm than good. And for a point to what you said is you could have all these people, right? Like millions of followers. And they're, then the person comes out like, I oh, know I have a fitness plan. You guys can look like me. And then they're like, Oh my God, what do you eat? What do you yeah. take? Yeah. And then they make their own brand and they sell it. And all those people just go <laughs> and they're taking all of it. And it's probably yeah. pro- proprietary blends. Yeah. Well, and I mean, garbage. I, <laughs> I think, you know, everybody would like, and I mean, I would too, like if there's some quick, easy fix, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, I wish. But the truth the is, <laughs> yeah. there really isn't. I mean, you know, supplements are a nice add-on to a healthy lifestyle, but they are never, ever, ever going to make up for the, it's, it's the, the things tiny, that matter the most. Yeah, it's a tiny difference maker, but you have mm-hmm. to be doing everything else mm-hmm. right in order to like. It's the edge, right? Like in your right. health or your fitness, it's the edge. Exactly. It's not. It's not going to make you. No. It could you know? It could be worse for you if you don't actually need it or you know, you're not doing, you're not eating healthy. You're not sleeping. Yeah. You're not drinking enough water. You're not, you know, you don't, your, your gut's unhealthy. Right. You can't, <laughs> so. you can't sit on the couch all day, watch Netflix, eat Oreos and drink beer and, and, and then take a supplement. Gina, I was just thinking like, oh, she's describing us. <laughs> I know, I like, all right. That's it. That sounds like I'm a good thing's going to work then. That sounds like a yuck, yuck Sunday. Yeah, that certainly does. Uh, oh, if only it were that easy, right? Oh man, I know. Seriously. If only it were that easy. So I have a question too. So I've been into this whole like, the gut health thing. So I was yeah. like, okay, I, I bought... Like it was a prebiotic with a probiotic. Okay. I was told that's supposed to work better. 
Yeah, that's a good right? good idea. Yeah. Like, okay. But this is the problem is that you go and then you try to find the best one. So mm-hmm. you Google and then you have to look at like, is it the company saying it's the best one or is right. it other people saying it's the best one? Is this yep. a sponsored? Is this, article? yeah, is it sponsored? Right. right. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's so hard to sift through. So I got this like provitalize or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that a good one? I'm not ish- even familiar with that one, actually. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good I, one, though. The only reason I went on it is because you know how your phone, like, listens to you. So, like, as soon as yes. I saw, like, one ad, it was, like, you know, inundating yeah, me. Yeah, everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Provitalize, provitalize. And then it was, like, meno belly, meno belly, meno belly. You know, mm-hmm. because oh, like, yeah. menopause sure. belly thing. Yep. So oh, sure man. It's just, <laughs> <you know? laughs> so I'm sure it's just heard me, like, complaining <clears throat> about my menopause belly, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, but I, you know, I've been taking it. I, I mean, I don't, it hasn't done like, I mean, it's like telling me that, you know, all of a sudden my stomach's going to shrink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hasn't done that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been like two months, you know, of doing it. I got like a three month supply Yeah, and, and yeah, it's not doing that. I mean, do, do I probably, am I better for it? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It probably is doing some good. I mean, for sure. And um, yeah, so two things I look for is I try to find out if they're NSF certified and if they're good manufacturing processes, which isn't always easy to find. Like you kind of have to Google and search it a little bit. It doesn't even always say it on the bottle, but if you research the brand, those are two good things to look for. And then I love, yeah, prebiotic with the probiotic. What a prebiotic is, is that's kind of food for your good gut bacteria. You know, so you're getting good gut bacteria and then you're like feeding them. So I think of it like there's this, you know, good guys and the bad guys in the gut. They're kind of fighting each other. You, If anything you do to fortify your good guys are going to help to push the bad ones out. So you're not only fortifying them by taking good gut bacteria, you're giving them the fuel for them to thrive and and become stronger, which will help push the bad ones out. Okay. So that's a great army. combination. Yeah, great combination. The other thing I think about probiotics, though, is I never like to take the same one indefinitely. So you switch so it up. I do like to switch it up. Yeah. Okay. Because what they, they work while you're taking them. And then they usually work for a few weeks after you stop them, but there's lots of different bacteria that, that are good for you. And if you're just constantly in the same one, you might be missing some benefits from some other ones. So I do switch it around to time. time is this, time is time. this taking the same, is, are you talking in terms of the actual bacteria Mm-hmm. Or are you are you talking about like brand? Um, yeah, I mean more just the actual bacteria and the and formulation. So a lot of brands will have a couple of different types, okay. and you know, so if you have a brand you love, you might have they might have a couple of different types. Could you, you have a brand you love? Yeah, I'm what sorry. do you take? Yeah, so yeah, um, I I use a lot of what's called Designs for Health is the brand that I've used mostly. Um, you know, write that down. Yeah, Designs for Health. So it is a, you know, medical grade supplement company. Um, so they're, they're really, really good. And and I'm in the process of, I'm, I just created my own brand of some supplements that are just supplements that my patients that follow me, like, know, like, okay, if, if she puts her label on it, we know it's good stuff. And if they trust me, they trust that those are good, good ones too. But, but Designs for Health is what I started with. And they are, they are great. They are great. really, really, really good ones. Now, so a couple of other good ones. Let me just list a few other companies too. Um, Orthomolecular. Um, I've, I've used some of their stuff. They've got I good. Have, st- I have a, this drink that I'm, I'm not drinking it as often as I was, but it's uh, Inflamacore. Okay. Yeah. I, so I was, know of that. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, isn't was, it? Yeah. Yeah. It is really good. And, um, yeah, for inflammation in my gut. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that, um, let's see, Pure Encapsulations, another really good brand, Metagenics. Um, you know, there's several that are very highly reputable. Um, I would call them medical grade. Like they're holding say, themselves to the highest standards. So would you say that one might be the best rule of thumb for us and for our listeners is like, if you're looking for something, just mm-hmm. go to check out one of these companies. Don't just go to your Whole Foods, don't right. go to your health store, because there might be really good options in there. But so we, you know, you don't waste your time or money. Just it, exactly. Right the stuff. They companies spend their money on one of two things, either research and development and like and, and purity and ensuring it's all good or 
fancy marketing. branding marketing. and marketing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say marketing for sure. You know, and it's, and so it's, doesn't mean if it's marketed heavily, it's bad. It does not mean that, but um, you know, you want this kind that are really spending the money on making sure that the product that comes in the door before they make their supplements is pure, that it's got the same amount and quantities in it that it says on the label at the end of the shelf life when the expiration date is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that these companies do proactively, they don't have to do that make the whole process more expensive, that make the supplement more expensive, but you're getting a lot more bang for your buck because it actually works. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, they actually like stand behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I did my, my, uh, fecal test. Yeah. And it was actually way more positive than I expected. Yeah. You had positive I, poop? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, <laughs> positive poop result. Nice. Very positive, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect it. So I basically, uh, I'll brief history. Yeah. Um, my mom's always had like a weird gut. So when I was, I remember when I was in college, I started having a kind of a weird gut and I was like, ah, I guess I got my mom's gut. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, you know, certain foods would bother me and through like different, um, not, I don't, not diets. Cause the way I dieted was more like lifestyle. Cause I was training all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that certain foods really didn't like me. So then I assumed that I, you know, certain osmotic foods, that's like, I don't digest fi- like a lot of fiber really well. And that's why I'm getting a lot of pull of like bloating and aching and cramping mm-hmm. and certain foods that would do that to me. Well, then fast forward, I was in the UK. I got super sick right before I came home. Um, I didn't go to the doctor, but a friend of ours is a physician and um, pretty sure I had E. coli right before I competed. Mm. <laughs> so then I've told Gina, like my stomach's never really felt the same, like since that, Oh. Uh-huh. then we went, we went to Bali, me, Gina and Devin, and we were there for a little event and, you know, Dev, we did all, Devin did all the research. We did all the research. Like we got, we're taking activated charcoal. We were staying away from all the things you, we should stay away from, but I still got really sick. I, I puked a lot for like, um, I don't like. 24 hours. Yeah. Okay. And then just just was kind of sick the rest of the time, but I wasn't throwing up anymore. And then other people were having, you know, out the other end, my dad included. Or GI. Yeah. And so when I came home and prior to going to Bali, we had been talking about, oh, parasite cleanses because they're all the rage. Mm -hmm. And so I had talked to Devin because so um, I'll let you uh, give your little background, Devin, of your medical history or, um, uh, career, but I'm like, have you heard of, have you ever thought about a parasite cleanse? And she said, actually, yes. And I bought the stuff to do it, but I chickened mm-hmm. out. And so we're like, okay, <laughs> we're going to do it after yeah. Bali. We're like, we better do it after Bali. Yeah. So what I did is I had reached out to my, um, I guess PA. And I said, mm-hmm. what do you know about parasite cleanses? He goes, why do you have a parasite? And I said, I think I might. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, this was really great because I, with all the stuff I read online or looking into it, in my mind, the way it came across is like, for the most part, they're all kind of the same, like different, Mm -hmm. obviously different ingredients, but like, they're all kind of doing the same thing. They all have Mm -hmm. the same goal. And then what I was told by him is the best thing you can do is do a fecal test. You can actually see exactly what the issue is because certain things you might need to do a different protocol Mm -hmm. in order to solve that problem. So I did the fecal test. I was convinced there was going to be a parasite in there. And my doctor said, uh, that actually is the healthiest gut she's ever seen. And aside from like two things. So I did, it was a good thing that I did it. One, it makes me feel more confident in my stomach. Cause for a very long time, I've just assumed it's kind of crappy, literally. Mm -hmm. But what we found, and I must've been eating really well during that time because I had no inflammation, but because of my markers, she could see that I am, I should be gluten-free. Okay. And there's that one. I mean, there was a few things, but really the only two things that most information and very, really good information for my siblings is I don't, so I'm, uh, inflammation's vegetables too, but gluten Mm-hmm. And also I have no acrimony. Oh, okay. So like key good gut bacteria. That's yeah. yeah. You, can't, <clears throat> you can't get it from food from what I'm mm-hmm. It's not something mm-hmm. I can increase in my diet. 
Right. So I am now, t- I'm now supplementing with that, but then I sure. realized because type two diabetes runs in my family. Um, and then I'm, I was talking to her, I'm like, well, does that, would that play a role then in, if I'm gluten intolerant and I don't have acromentia, which I can't correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, regulates blood sugar. It can do that. Yeah. It's also a longevity marker. It's so it's, I mean, it's, it's not the only thing, but it, it's, yeah. it's a good bacteria. I've recently seen some supplements of acromantia coming there's out only, now. Yeah. Unless there's new ones, there's only one company that makes it. Okay. And we've, I, and we've done ads for them and it is so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I've only, I didn't even know one existed for a while. And then I saw this one come out and I was like, oh my goodness, finally, that someone's jumping on the bandwagon for this because we know it's really important. But so I did learn some good stuff and yeah. I had a little bit of confidence in my gut. And I also was told that I could do fecal donation. And I was like, what? So I could get paid to poop. <laughs> what? <laughs> paid to poop. Hey, that is the most nonsense job. Dr. Wilson, you have to tell Gina what fecal donations do. Well, oh, yeah, they're very good for people. They're important. For well, other I mean, people? Yeah. so they, they do, I, I've never reckon, I've never had a patient do this, but I do know that in I the functional medicine realm, too. people do this. Yeah. They get fecal transplants. So they like oh. of a healthy person and transplant it into a person struggling with issues and it can be really helpful. I mean, they it's, really, it's like the, it's to get, it's to pull all their bad bacteria oh, out point. of their gut and then put all the, introduce all the good stuff into their body. No, yes. thank you. Mm-mm. Well, if you ever need one one day. <laughs> <laughs> That is I got, the hey, grossest thing. Hey, I, mean, I got you covered. I couldn't believe I it when I heard joke. it either. No, it's not a joke. It is absolutely think, real. Okay. What is this process? So, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I described, I described to you my um, fecal don't, my fecal test experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ruby had to do that too. But like, the, uh, okay. Yeah. How, I, you, I, how do you, how do they put the poop? Yeah, the person's poop and the other person's pooper. Yeah, I mean, you take the poop. You don't. Yeah, it's not like you have two people laying side by side, back to back with a hose. (laughs) No, I know, I know. But like, you take the poop. How does it get introduced into the other person's pooper? Don't they probably put it in like that, Doctor Libby? You know, I don't know for sure because I've never seen it or never had it, never done it. But Devin, Google it. Yeah, yeah. This is, this would be fascinating. I, Dude, I would I like to know. know. I need to know. I need oh, to man. know. I'm going to get some weird ads after this. You are. You're going to get some weird porn porn set to you. Ooh, now she definitely will. <laughs> oh my God. That is insane. I've never heard of anything like that. Because like, I'm thinking like, um, I was thinking something like really disgusting. Like, uh, you know how like people will save their placenta and get it made into like pills and then, yeah. and then ingest them. Yep. I'm just I think wondering. I, I think what... I would do that. I think I would do that. Would you? I think so. I've, I've, I mean, I would get more information, but from what I understand that can be very, very, very valuable to that, to you and to that baby. Yeah. I mean, I, I've like heard, and I don't know much about this is not my area of expertise, but like there's stem cells. This, in there. Yeah, exactly. Which you never, you can, I mean, you, might, you can take your own stem cells, which is good which for you could be really amazing if you need them later on. And so mm-hmm. saving that is probably a pretty good idea. I, I have two kids and I didn't save the placentas. I didn't, didn't know what I know now, but my, now I my probably sister, would. My, I wasn't here, but my sister was having her baby. And I was like, mom, tell Robin to save her, <laughs> to save her yeah. placenta. Yeah. <laughs> Stem cells are expensive. They are. And, and then <sighs> if they come from the placenta, they'd be perfectly, you Wait know, formulated for you. For you right. Yeah. Which could only be a good thing. So now I will tell you this, not to um, burst your confidence that you have with your gut, like parasites are hard to find. So sometimes yeah. we don't find them like they're there, but you know, they, they kind of go through this life cycle of assist and then they, oh. and so I tell my patients when we go over their test and if there is the parasite section is all good, I'm like, okay, we didn't find any parasites. This is a good sign. But it doesn't a hundred percent mean you definitely don't have a parasite because they are very, very hard to find. And so some people I know will proactively do a parasite cleanse occasionally just to make sure. Well, that's you know. what, that, do you see it? 
Depends Sometimes type, people right? see it. Yeah, you can see them. Are they as common? Like the trends on social media make them out to be? Because I, I like, think watch TikTok or something, everybody, you know, and I yeah. guess it's kind of the algorithm kind of shows you what you've looked at, but sure. it seems to be oh, no. kind of trendy, right? <laughs> to to do parasite cleanses in it. Yeah. Everybody's saying, like, oh my gosh. I yeah. that. It is common as they're, they're more, com- they're, they're pretty common. I mean, um, and what's in it used to be really common. Yeah. I mean, according, they're, to, they're- according to my parents, like that was a pretty normal thing. Like we deworm all of our pets. We do that yeah. for all of our pets. We right. eat those animals. And for us to think that we don't have parasites. Exactly. Probably yep. crazy. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I follow some people that I trust that say like, probably a hundred percent chance you've had a parasite at some point in your life, you know, I mean, and, and I, I would say the testing I do, I probably find it 20% of the time. So 80% of the people I'm not finding it on, but I'm always like, eh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it makes no sense that our animals would have them that we would regularly de- dewarm them and that we would think, Oh, yep. We don't have those. Do we, are we sure that parasites are bad? Like wouldn't they just be like, maybe, maybe they're eating, maybe they're also battling the bad gut. Mm-hmm. They're like That's a, a- they're like a, I don't know, like a secret weapon. I mean, yeah. I, I, can, I considered like trying to get a tapeworm before. Well, that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tapeworm. <laughs> trying hey, to lose weight over here. Trying to get rid of that menno belly. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get rid of the menno belly. Right. You know, we could we could just sell little like tapeworms, parasites, or a tapeworm. I mean, oh we'll call God. it. Uh, and, and no meno belly. Oh man, yeah. No yeah, meno. There you no, go. No meno belly. Forget your probiotic, prebiotic. Take Gina Chantelulo's Farm raised. <laughs> Gross. Well, one thing I think about when it comes to health is kind of like the overall terrain of your body. You know, like, like all the things you do day in and day out is um, contributing or taking away from your health. You know, so when you're eating good and you're sleeping good and you're exercising and taking some right vitamins and things like that, you're setting up a healthy terrain. And that's an inhospitable environment for things like parasites to flourish in. And bad bacteria, you know, and so, um, so when there is a parasite, sometimes the question is like, why is this parasite thriving in my body? You know, and the more healthy you can make your body, the less of a good environment it's going to be for something like a parasite. Got it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not good. They can never be good. They're not generally good. They're yeah. They're generally <laughs> causing bad. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're generally. Really generally causing lots of inflammation. And then I also think about it like this, like if there's a parasite living in your gut, then your immune system is sort of exerting energy, trying to rid of it. And you want your immune system to be on heightened alert for all the other things that, that come your way. You know, it's kind of like wasting resources on it is Mm -hmm. is the way I think of it. I saw another thing. Cause you know, that like we were saying this gut gut health is like such a buzzword out in the the health industry, but, um, it was saying something about, excuse me about it. Uh, affecting mental health. Yeah. Is that the brain? That true? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The brain, a lot of our neurotransmitters, you know, like the serotonin dopamine that keep us feeling really good and on our A game, those are manufactured in the gut. And so if you don't have a healthy gut, that can absolutely affect your brain. You know, we always thought it was, I, I remember when, when I took my daughter to see the specialist before I learned how to fix her as a functional medicine doctor, Took her to see a gastroenterologist, a pediatric gastroenterologist. He spent an hour with her blood work, stool samples. They called me a couple of days later. They said, guess what? It's all normal. She needs counseling, you know, was the, oh, was she, the okay. <laughs> diagnosis. I'm like, she's a little kid. I, she does yeah. not need counseling. I'm not, I'm not opposed to counseling. I think sure. it can be amazing, but yeah. it, that was not, I knew in my gut, not the answer, but, um, so we think of it the other way. We're like, oh, you're having stomach issues. It can be because you're stressed and anxious and depressed and that's causing stomach issues, which it can. I mean, we've probably all experienced that before where you're mm-hmm. feeling really stressed and na- nervous and anxious about something and you, you know, get an upset stomach, but it can absolutely happen the other way around. The gut is what's causing more of an emotional kind of a distress. 
And and I think that's probably even more common than the way that we're more familiar with it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So was your daughter, was she having, uh, I mean, not, not to, if this is yeah. too personal, was yeah, she no. just having like a lot of stomach issues, like pain and, and yes. stuff like that? Because yeah, she, my and son she, went through that. Yeah. He would be like screaming. Yes. And I would be like, oh my gosh, like, uh, is he, I, I kept thinking his appendix was bursting or something. Mm-hmm. So we kept going to the hospital Yep. and he kind of grew out of it, but mm-hmm. they kind of said to me, oh, well, I, I remember this one doctor told me that he, if he was having a growth spurt that his insides hadn't caught up. So like he was mm. basically like eating so much food because like he mm-hmm. was growing, yep. but then the rest of him hadn't caught up. And that was, that's what was causing the problem. And I was that's, like, that sounds, sounds so like weird, a conventional but... medicine answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like, I was like, huh, okay. Would have said too before I knew better, but like, yeah, she was happy. She was little. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. like element. Okay. They're teenagers stress and all of that. But when they're that little, they're not like super stressed, right? Like they're just come, go to school, come home, play with her toys. Like life's good. Right. Yeah. Um, I got, I got shingles in like sixth grade. Really? Yeah. That is, that is unusual. Right. Weird. That is chicken. I had chicken pox. I I think it was sixth grade. I was stay, I had over to friend's house. We were all my dance friends and totally fun time and woke up in the morning and I was like burnt rash or something on my back on my yeah. shoulder and I went home my mom I mean the doctor then like it was shingled my, my, doc- my doctor was like have you been really pissed? and I was like we're testing in school yeah <laughs> yeah that's bizarre that, like really that weird is, that is I mean I yeah I don't know that I've ever seen someone that young like that's not common you know I mean nope. I used to see old people all the shingles and even like you know, I'm in my late forties, even about my age, you'll start to see it sometimes, but like that little kid, that's pretty unusual. You're a weirdo. I, you know what I think about stress though, too? I mean, there's, there's people like when it comes to stress, we all have stress, right? But there's people who like at the very littlest inkling of stress, they like just break down mentally like immediately. Like they just can't mm-hmm. handle a ton. And there's other people who can handle a lot, yeah, you know what I mean? So there's just, yeah. And, but like, I think internally, like it's like eating at them maybe, but mm-hmm. like they don't let it stop them. They're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep going. And then sometimes I'll see things manifest and like the toughest people, like it will manifest more physically because that's, they're maybe not letting it out. You know, yeah. maybe that's like, you. Meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it does, like there's no like actual full meltdown. It's like they're physically, they melt down because they're like, they're just holding it in so, mm-hmm. so well, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. She, and you know what she ended up having, I wonder, um, with your son. So she had these like intermittent bouts of abdominal pain and it would kind of come and go. I mean, there'd mm-hmm. be weeks where she wouldn't have it at all, maybe even months. And then there would be like several bad days and it would be like, real, I mean, it'd be super severe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's irritable bowel. It's irritable bowel. It's irritable bowel. That's what I thought it was. And I gave her medicine for it and it didn't work. You know, and I yeah, thought, well, right. I don't know, maybe it's something else, but, but then it, she'd have such long periods of being great that I'm like, it can't be anything that serious. But what she had was SIBO. Have you heard of that? Small small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which, you know, you're supposed to have a ton of bacteria in your large intestine, but you're not supposed to have a lot of bacteria in your stomach and your small intestine, but her bacteria had kind of migrated up into her small intestine and that was like digesting her certain foods really rapidly, which was causing things to kind of transit through. And, and it, it was, it was funny. We couldn't quite figure out what food was triggering it. Cause it wasn't that obvious, but um, it was, it was different carbohydrates and things were getting fermented and broken down too quickly and then causing this bloating and abdominal pain. And uh-huh. um, with some couple of supplements and some dietary modifications, it went away and she's hundred percent fine now. And it was, it was getting so bad that I remember she had an episode when she went like in a little overnight thing with some of her friends in like the fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And she had it happen there. And she was like, I am never leaving home again. Yeah, like, horrified. I, yeah. <laughs> never. It would be I'm awful. Like, yes. By your side for the rest of your life, because yeah. I am like afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's when I was like, okay, I got to figure this out because this right. is impacting her life. And now yeah. she's 16 and oh my gosh, like she's 
always on the go doing all the things. And I'm thankful that her gut no longer slows her down. So how did you know what to give her? Like, was it just like a probiotic or, pre- yeah. or pre- like so, something like that? Cause my, I, my youngest daughter is, she just had a colonoscopy recently yeah. and she's having, she's having all sorts of issues also. So it's yeah. like, she also eats like crap. She, she has been terrible. terrible. Well, she's, yeah, <laughs> she's eating a lot better now. So she's like doing like a lot of like meal prepping and, and stuff like that. Cause she has to, because she's right. a mess. So, um, but she's still having issues with it. They, yeah. were t- they told her that she had, oh man, what's not, not, what's the thing, not colitis, but it's like, uh, what's the thing? Dietif, diverticulitis. And so it's not, it's not like osis, osis, diverticulosis. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. What is yeah. that? Yeah. So diverticulosis is when you have like little out pouchings off of your colon. So your colon's supposed to be this like nice hollow tube, but you can get these little diverticuli that kind of come off there. They alone are not a problem, but if that get that little out pouch gets clogged with something, then it can become inflamed and can really cause yeah, they were problems. saying like no seeds. Yep. No, yeah. She can't, there's like a, this whole list of things that she can't have. The biggest but, thing for better. people with diverticulosis, they need to make sure their bowels move regularly. Cause if you get constipated, the stool will like go into those diverticuli in and make it. Yep, exactly. Oh man. And so, um, so that, it, that could, you know, making sure that her bowels are moving super duper regularly. Like yeah, as a family doctor, I was taught that if you poop like <laughs> every week, you know, every day to every week, maybe two times per day to two times per week, like that can be normal. That is not normal. No, that like, is still normal. <laughs> you got your bowels going to move every day. I mean, that's, that's, they should be, you know, yeah. and for, for true health, they need to be moving every single day. But for SIBO, for a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, there's something called the low FODMAP diet. That you, was, the, that was yeah. the diet that I went on Ooh. when I was having so many issues. Yeah. And my coach, my nutrition coach at the time, who was also a uh, MD, he mm-hmm. recommended, you know, checking out the FODMAP diet. So I did that. And that's when I realized that prior to that, I was when I was competing and training and eating really clean, mm-hmm. you know, I would have these moments. Like I it was this constant up and down, you know, kind of battle of my weight going up, going kind of coming up mm-hmm. and being really bloated almost mm-hmm. where people assumed that I was like overdoing certain types of foods. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't it at all. And he had me, he was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. He's like, I want you to have you know, your first meals throughout the day, get all your carbohydrates, trying to get all your carbohydrates from like, from uh, vegetables, fruit, vegetables, et cetera. So I did that and it was in the fall and I really liked to roast vegetables. So what I would do is I would get all the vegetables I love to roast and I would cut them up and I would roast and put them in the oven, eat a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. It got worse. So that's when he said, check out the FODMAP diet. I looked at it and literally all of the things that I love to eat are on that list. Mm-hmm. And then that's why it was like, well, you know, those are really osmotic foods. And maybe you, you actually don't digest like high fiber, like fibrous foods that well. Mm-hmm. And by increasing the amount I was eating, it got way worse. Way worse. And so yeah. I cut, I cut those things out. But what I was going to say is when I was little, like elementary school, I got, I'd be in the uh, nurse's office, the principal's office pretty often with what I was told were gas pains, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, and really intense, sharp gas pains when I was just in elementary school. And that was kind of like, as I grew up knowing that in my mind, I was like, oh, I got a gut like mom, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But, and I still like, if we go out to dinner and Brussels sprouts kill me Ah, so much so that so much so that like, I could be with like Gina and we, we order them for the table. Cause everyone loves Brussels sprouts. And I also like them, you know, when they're cooked a certain way. Yeah. I eat one. It's like almost instant, um, distension. And say gas. Yeah. Almost oh my immediate. gosh. And then I found out later uh, we had a, we had a, um, this guy that worked out at our gym and he was a chef and he was doing like pop-up kitchens once a week. And so it was all like paleo. So we would go to support him. And this is also leading up to when I did the FODMAP diet. Every time we went, and it was like it was like vegetables, meat. It was really clean, right? Mm-hmm. And every time I went there and ate with my friends, I would leave in so much pain I couldn't stand up straight, like in mm-hmm. my stomach. 
And then fast forward, I was able to connect the dots to coconut oil. And he cooked in paleo stuff, coconut oil. Yeah, coconut oil. Sure. Yeah. And that ruins me. (laughs) I put it on my body now. I just don't put it in my body. (laughs) (laughs) Two things that I think of as you are sharing your story. One is a lot of people need digestive enzymes. That's another thing that like a lot of people are lacking in um, that might be worth trying. Like like your body isn't making enough enzymes to break down your food properly. And so that's probably worth trying. Like you, I usually have people take it like one when they eat and um, just see what it does. That'd be, be worth checking out. The other thing is, I wonder if you have any food allergies. I mean, like when I say food allergies, you think about the obvious ones. It's like, oh, you eat a strawberry and you break out in hives and your lips swell up and like, you know that because it happens, you eat it and it happens immediately. That's called an IgE allergy, but there's also super commonly, they're called IgG reactions and they're delayed. So it's like, you can react to something you ate three days ago, which is really hard to figure out because, (laughs) you know, what did I eat three days ago? I have no idea. But what happens is we have, most of us have a leaky gut. So things are leaking across that shouldn't be leaking across and our body mounts an immune response to it. And sometimes you're eating foods that you think like Brussels sprouts. I mean, that's a great choice. Like why wouldn't like, that's a really an amazing choice of food to eat. But if you have developed antibodies to Brussels sprouts, your body will start to attack when you eat those things. I just had a patient yesterday. I went through a food allergy test with her and she um, was allergic to all dairy stuff. Now, gluten stuff was good. I mean, the grains, she had no problems with that, but she was allergic to flaxseed. She was allergic to almonds. Um, I mean, highly allergic, really. And and she's like, oh my gosh, like I put flax seeds in my smoothie every morning because that's a great source of fiber, you know? And I'm like, it is, it's a really good choice for a lot of people, but it's a terrible choice for you. And like, and then she was drinking almond milk and she's allergic to almonds. Now she wasn't allergic to coconut. So I'm like, try a coconut milk with your, you know, smoothies and shakes instead. But sometimes I'll find that really healthy foods are maybe not healthy for now. Everybody. Yeah. And that can be fixed. Those, those, those kind of reactions that I'm talking about, they're not necessarily forever. You heal your gut up and those sensitivities can go away. She was also allergic to egg whites, not yolks, but whites, you know? And so she's like, I'm making egg white omelets thinking I'm doing a really great choice for myself. And it's creating all this inflammation in my body. Um, One, one quick question. Yeah. Quick comment. Me and Gina did a food allergy test because we didn't add, we didn't, oh yeah, Devin, we didn't add for this company. I don't remember which one it was called. But when mine came back, I think one of the only things that said I was allergic to was eggs. And I was like, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Fake news. (laughs) Fake news. Um, But because of that, and because of you mentioning like, you know, your patient and doing her testing, I've heard conflicting uh, theories on food sensitivity tests and that Mm -hmm. they truly can't... can't almost like you can't quite trust them all the way. Is that true? Or does it depend on what type of test you do? It's kind of like the supplements, you know, there's good tests out there and better tests and stuff too. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the ones I do, I trust pretty well. Now I do, I tested myself and I think I had, I think I tested like 88 things in this test that I did. I'm using a little bit of a different one now, but um I think I was allergic to 14 things and some of them were like mild, you know, it was just like, they called it one plus it was just barely. And then I worked on healing my gut and I retested it and I was allergic to nine. So oh, five of the 14 had gone away and of the ones that remained, they were much less. And I'll be honest, I was sort of like a C patient. <laughs> like I didn't do exactly all I was supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah. doing. So I'm like, I need to, but like, Glutamine powder is one of the keys to healing leaky gut. Glutamine, it's one of the amino acids. I mean, it's really essential for healing up that gut. And so taking glutamine, yeah, will really help. Yeah. And I see egg allergies a lot in people. I was allergic to eggs as well. Now, um, I didn't avoid them completely, but I did try to avoid them for a while and take glutamine and, um, and then, then I retested. I'm pretty sure that the egg had gone away when I retested. Um, but it's super common for a lot of people to be, be allergic to eggs. And I, I believe it. it. It's, it's not like you're not like allergic, like you're going to die from it, right. but it's just creating inflammation in your body and your body's reacting and to sometimes it. Sometimes that makes you want to die. 
Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when all of a sudden you're like, oh no, what's going on? I can't fit in my pants and my stomach right. hurts and my belly's out to here. Right. And I exercise every day and I eat really well. It's like, man, okay. On that note, anyone listening that you've found that you've experienced something like that, because it can be very, was for me so unbelievably frustrating. Yeah. Like I don't get it. I was so upset and irritated. Like I, I train, I follow yeah. a program. I eat yes. really well. I sleep. I don't go out. I, it's like, I'm not right. drinking alcohol all the time. Like I'm literally doing everything I should be doing to be healthy. Right. And I'm, I'm like falling apart. Yes. Those, those are the exact patients I love to treat because I think that's an underserved population in medicine. It's like, I mean, I can't tell you how many people used to come to me as a family doctor and they were like proactively taking care of themselves and they'd come in for a physical I listen to their heart, lungs, look in their ears, look in their throat, check some routine labs. And I'd be like, you're doing great. Keep it up. And they're like, mm-hmm. really? Like, I mean, there's no major disease going on here. I'm glad I don't have cancer. I'm not glad I'm not dying, but you're telling me there's nothing more I can do to like up-level my health and feel better despite of all these things I'm already doing on my own. I mean, like when you're crushing it, like you are, you should be feeling amazing. Not yeah. just okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't you think people start to like, just, I just kind of accept that it's normal. <laughs> right. Right. And when you you're, you're kind of like, well, I've never like, been this I mean, age before. Maybe this right. is just what it feels like at, you know, what yeah, a, insert that, your age. Yes. Gina experiences that. She, she, what do you say, Gina? You're like, um, well, we talk about, it. we've been talking about it for years. Yeah. As you, as you get older, sometimes yeah. you hit an age where you're like, well, this is what it's, it is. It's like, no, it's, or it's like, well, shit, back to the drawing board. Yeah. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. Right. Not sure, not sure, that a lot. Not sure how to handle this or like, you know, Gina's really, her, she's experienced a lot of things that she's also then shared with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like almost like I get to, she warns me. And <laughs> says, yes. No, don't do that because it's going to go straight to there. And you don't <laughs> right. want to go yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing is, is like, um, our bodies are changing and yeah, it's, you have to constantly be learning and, and yes. be willing to like try new things, which can feel exhausting, which might be why some people are like, ah, fuck it. Right. I'll live with it. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think there's truth to 50 doesn't feel like 20, you know, and it probably never will. But I also think our bodies are designed to feel pretty good. And when they aren't, there is a reason. And um, oftentimes just the regular medical setting isn't equipped to find those reasons. And, um, but, but yeah, I, I think we should feel good even as we get older. I mean, and, and some of it has to do with keeping those hormones balanced and, um, keeping our gut in check and keeping our mitochondria working like they're supposed to. I mean, all of those things make a difference. I was somebody who in my forties, early forties, I'm 48 now, early forties, I had a physical by my primary care doctor and it was perfect. Everything was good. I was kind of thinking maybe my thyroid was off because I was like, I was more tired than I used to be. Now, not so tired that I wasn't doing it all. Like I was getting up every morning. I I go to CrossFit and work out and then go to work, you know, come home, get the kids off to school, go to work, see 30 patients, come home, you know. But then when I came home, I was like, sit on the couch and I'm like, I do not want to get up on this couch. Yeah, yeah done. You know, and it might be like five thirty, six o'clock at night. Like if they had practices or something, I'd get them there. But if I didn't have to do anything, it was like, thank God, I put my pajamas on and sit here and stare at the wall. Yeah. And I thought this is not living, you know, I mean, right. I don't just want energy to be able to go to work and like do all the have tos of my life. I want to like have the energy to do the things that I want to do. And so as I was learning functional medicine, um, one of my first assignments and its mentorship program I was in was to test my adrenals and then come up with a treatment plan for you. Like, so I was the doctor and the patient basically. And I, after having this normal physical, everything's perfect. Don't do anything different. My adrenals were super shot. I mean, like I, I look at a lot of people's adrenals and mine were almost one of the worst I've ever seen. And it was just, I was pushing, 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 pushing all the time. And you know what happens when that happens, your sex hormones, whoop, they go down the drain and your energy to you just, your overall happiness and outlook in life kind of goes down. And so I was somebody who was, and, and then I tested my gut. I had a parasite in my gut. I tested my mitochondria. They were super shot. Like all these things were wrong with me, but I was told that you were You're great. great. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you, right. if you said that to anybody else, like, I mean, especially like any moms that are out there, anybody that's yeah. busy, like, obviously after you've listed all those things, someone's looking at you going, well, yeah, duh, you're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, like, right, right. Like, 
Like, of course you're going to be tired. Like there's no, there's, you know, to, to the idea that, that there's something that you could do to feel better kind of just seems like ridiculous because everybody's right. kind of in this rat race and yes, you know, the, and the mom brain and the tired and, you know, all that yes. kind of stuff trying to wear all the hats, you know? So you just start to accept like, oh, well, that's just, yep. that's just, and you know, it's like we were saying before, like, oh, that's just this age. Yeah. Oh, that's just this lifestyle, you know? Right. And I will say this, like, it's super common. Like, I think like who, like people hear that story and they're like, yeah, that's me too. Mm -hmm. But just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal Mm -hmm. or that it has to be accepted as like, well, my best years have passed me by and this is just what it's like forever. (laughs) That's what I've been doing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, and I'll tell you what, I think when I started treating my adrenals, I'm the reverse of the placebo effect happened. You know how like you give people a sugar pill and they all of a sudden get better. You know, they believe they're going to get better. And so they do. I was like, this is never going to work. You know, <laughs> right. so like conventionally trained, I was kind of believed that natural stuff, you know, it's fine if you want to take it, but it's kind of a waste of money. It, you know, I, I was really like, that was the indoctrination camp I was in from the training that I had received. So I was like, this is probably never going to work, but I'm like, I have no other answer. So I'm just going to take these supplements for a little while and, and see. And I couldn't believe a month later, I was like, oh my gosh, like I am starting to feel better. You know, like I really kind of perked up. And then I was afraid to stop anything because I was, you know, afraid of going backwards, but it got better the next month and like it kept getting better. And then the way functional medicine works is the idea is to fix the problem so that you don't need to take those supplements forever either. And so I was afraid to wean off of them, but I eventually weaned off of them and still felt as good as I did when I was on them, when I had fixed the problem. Now it took some changing of my lifestyle too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was cutting my sleep out to do all the things, you know, because the right. the biggest compliment anyone could have ever given me back in those days was me and that girl is so full of grit and she's a total badass. You know, she does it all. And I had to realize like, yeah, maybe I don't want to get up at 4.30 in the morning and go to CrossFit and go see all these patients and then run the kids and then only get like five hours of sleep. Maybe that's not so good for me. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it was sacrificing one really important health habit, sleep to get in the exercise. And they're all important. You know, I don't want to not exercise, but I I no longer want to just deprioritize something that's so critically important for my health. So I have changed my lifestyle a lot too, but, um, but yeah, I think it's it's not it's common but not normal to feel like super drained and just super like like you're burning know. the candle at both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My candle, exactly. my candle's been burnt all the way down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get on to the nub. Yep. We don't need to get into we don't need to get into it. But I've been um, I don't know, Gina, uh, since before I got divorced until. I feel like it's gotten worse over time though. No, it did. It did get worse. I've been in a rough, I've been in rough shape, but I'm feeling better. I'm on the, uh, it's only just taken like three years to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of self-care in there. I mean, sprinkle that in. And and just in the topic of like stress, you know, um, some, someone told me once and it makes a lot of sense. Like we human beings, we weren't, meant to endure as much that we do. Absolutely. And, and then you could add all the other stuff too, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, how even just, you know, big pharma, big food, big, all this shit has also made it even harder for our bodies to function the way that they should, because we have passed down chemicals and mm-hmm. you know, all these gene changes that you don't know you're doing because it's the product you're using or putting in your body. And you think that Absolutely. they're good for you. And then all of a sudden they're not good for you, but it's too late. And now you've passed it on to your kids, you know? Yep. So we really are in quite a spider web of bullshit. But, um, when you're, I was, I, I also loved to hustle, you know, mm-hmm. motivated. And I was mm-hmm. up all the time. And then I went through the first big explosion in my life, which was my divorce. And it fucked me up Yeah, <laughs> for a yeah. couple of years. And Gina and Devin can attest to that. And then fast forward, feeling better. And then was dealing with a bunch of hormone stuff. Couldn't recover. Mm-hmm. So tired. Um, I, you know, fast forward, found out uh, there was at one point when I had zero cortisol in my mm-hmm. test. And my doctor said, I, well, I know that you're making it or you would be dead. 
Yeah. But I had exerted my, this is right. This is before my divorce, but I had been, oh my gosh, I'd been living in such a high stress situation for so long. Yep. And I didn't know that because I was, you know, I'm strong. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that I used, I I had pride in that, in my ability to like, like absorb other people's stress or, or I'll be the bigger person because I can take it. And then fast forward, can't take it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Yeah. um, It has been, like you said, you know, it's, it has something that has been frustrating when I was the worst is it is a slow process and, and it needs to be right. Mm -hmm. Especially working with like women's hormones or so many different Mm -hmm. things and levels and all this stuff. So it's taken a long time. It's taken um, over a year for me to feel like I'm like, I'm feeling better. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, now I'm feeling better. Let's keep this going for a little while. And then the goal is to start finding things I can start adding and introducing into my routine or my diet or whatever to sort of pull back on the supplements that I've been needing to get me to anywhere close to something similar looks like homeostasis. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had this thought recently. I was thinking about being fit and being healthy. Mm-hmm. And they're not always the same. Cause I'm, I'm wondering if like, as you were going through some of this, like you look super fit, but like inside your body is like dying, you know, like it's screaming, like, ah, help, you know? So it's, it's, they're not always the same yeah. thing. Sometimes we have to like step back a little bit to allow our body the time to heal. And, and you're absolutely right. Our bodies were not designed to handle the chronic stress of our world today. Like they are designed to handle acute stress. Like if you're out in the wilderness and a tiger is chasing you, that cortisol response, it is, is perfect to help ensure, give you a better chance for survival, I guess. But we're, bum- I mean, the stress that I feel most days has to do with like finishing work on time to pick up my daughter from basketball practice. And then like making sure I get the present for the birthday party this weekend for her little friend or like all these like little things on top of all the other hats that I'm wearing kind of stress me out. But then on top of all of that emotional stress, there's there's dietary stress from our foods that we're eating. There's toxic stress from the environment and the things that are getting put on our skin and into our food sources and all of that stuff. And all that just kind of adds up. It's like, we got this bucket that we can, of stress it's, that we can handle. It's overflowing. And it's over, yeah. It's, and when it's overflowing, your cortisol, just like low cortisol is, is bad sign. You know, when the adrenals start to shut down, the cortisol actually goes high. Our sex hormones get shut down and our cortisol goes high. But then over time, it starts to fall. It falls to normal and then it falls to low. And so when it's low, that's, I mean, I don't, I see a lot of patients with cortisol all over the place, but I'd say only 10% of them are low. So if you were low, that tells me how bad your adrenals were and how bad all that stress. I know that Gina's got to go pretty, uh, sorry. But what I was going to say is you were talking about the gut and et cetera. Um, Yeah. When I first started working with a new doctor over a year ago, I mean, I found out that I had no serotonin, dopamine, or melatonin. Yeah. So hard to feel good without those. <laughs> are you even it, human oh, anymore? <laughs> Honestly, no. What are you? <laughs> I don't know, but guess what? Um, what species are you? I'm a farm animal. You're an alien. <laughs> and maybe, hey, maybe my gut's really healthy because I'm constantly breathing in, you know, cow manure and horse shit because I'm working. Yeah, you're just doing now. your yeah. own, you're doing your own poop. Poop yeah. or whatever the, oh. whatever the hell it is. You're breathing it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just swallowing all I could just power. offer, oh my God, Gina, new business idea. We have a little farm, right? And we yeah. offer people pay to come in and just like take in breaths. Yes. There <laughs> you go. Gut, their gut microbiome. Just, well, no, I say we just like, we could just, you know, put it in jars put it, and, like, and send, send it, it to people. It? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yes. <laughs> pretty sure people have like only fans and do that crap. Like put a fart in a jar and then, yeah. you know, <laughs> money for it. I mean, why got not? a fart in a jar. Okay. Yeah, fart, oh, fart in jar. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't oh, surprise me. It's really disgusting. All right. <laughs> well, really, uh, oh. really quick. Yeah. It has been great having you on. Yeah. Oh, it's been fun conversation. I've and really we enjoyed would, it. We would love to have you back so we can talk ah. about even more stuff that you, you know, have spent a lot of time digging into yeah. and researching and understanding because that helps us. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to come back. But for everyone who's listening, can you just let them know where they can find you and definitely- yeah all the social media or websites, and then for sure for your practice. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Libby Wilson. Um, I'm on Facebook, um, Best Life Functional Medicine. I have something called the Best Life Challenge, which is a free Facebook group on Facebook. Um, and my website's Best Life 
bestlifemedicine.com. I also am a new author. I wrote a book recently. Um, I, I awesome. co-authored the book with the owner of our CrossFit gym because um, CrossFit really ascribes to the five factors of health. I mean, this is a Ben Bergeron thing that I, I've heard him say. It's um, diet, exercise, sleep, relationships, and mindset. That's exactly what functional medicine talks about too. And so we wrote a book called The Path of Intention and it's five habits to optimize your health and create a life you love. And um, it kind of helps guide people through through the health and wellness, wellness and journey. Where, so that's been really where fun. Can, where can that's on amazon.com. Okay. Yep. So if you just Libby Wilson, the path of intention or the path of intention, it'll, it'll come up. Um, so yeah, I would love to connect with any of your listeners and I'd love to come back and talk more things. We could certainly keep talking. I, I, I know, we yeah, could talk that. hormones we, and we mitochondria, wanna, all kinds of stuff. I definitely want to talk all those things. Yeah. We're yeah. only shut it down because Gina has to go to, are you going to work? I gotta go to work. Oh, oh man. I know. <laughs> I know. Who works? I know. So stupid. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, this has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. You're yeah, welcome. You're back. We'll, Devin will reach back out. and Okay. Or I will, or one of us will, because we'd love to have you back on. Oh, yeah. thanks so much. Thanks so much. Take care of yourselves. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. That was super fun. Learned was a great. lot. I, I, I just, uh, the poop, the poop transfusion still got me. Oh, transfusion. Okay. <laughs> they the do poop. it by colonoscopy, Gina. I looked it up. I knew oh, it. okay. Yes. Thank you. There. And as they're pulling it out, they put the poop in. So it's like a, like so a they take your poop. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, they take, so they're the taking your poop out and they're pushing the new poop in. And they put a tube in and they push the healthy poop in while they're taking the tube out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you ever need one, Brooke, I'll give you what the poop. What the fuck? I mean, come on. Oh, man. Okay. All right, guys. Well, now you've heard it don't here. For, hey, I feel hey, like you've heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard hey, it here don't first. For, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Five star rating, five star warning. All right, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>